Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Super Die, thanks for the heads up on the new parking restrictions. Yes. Is that the huge. snow? The, is that the snow it's, route? It's the snow route, right. So you really want to read those signs because, again, some of those, it's regardless of the weather. It's December 1st. Boy. Boom, that's it. You know, next time that you're in downtown Chicago and you look around and you see beautiful landscaping or Christmas lights that have been put up, I really think that me and my husband are partly to thank because we support <laughs> Chicago with so many parking tickets. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that no. I really feel like we've probably paid for the holiday display. Thank you Case so much. In the, point, the my tree. husband walks in the other day. No. And he just, he goes, I love you. And he gives me a big smile. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? And my daughter's real quiet. They came in together. And he's like, I love you. And I'm like, what happened? He yeah. holds up. Count them. Three <gasps> orange city of Chicago. No. How do you get them? How do you get three? Three. He had like three. One of them was old. Oh no! Two of them were like he got a double ticket. Like uh, he, they no. caught him as, as a city uh, with an expired city no, something no. and no, something no. else. So he holds up three orange envelopes, and I just look at him like, really? <laughs> oh, you know, she really? shouldn't say I love you back yet. <laughs> no, that's horrible. They're living in Chicago. I'm telling you, you have to be so on top of it because. If it's not the emissions expiring yeah. or the sticker yeah. or the license plate or catching the the nether's new hours yes. or construction so you can no longer park where you used to be able to park. I couldn't do it. I think I would I, I actually don't think I could live in the city. I might go broke within about a couple of months. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know if this is all major cities are are like this, but and then you've and then you tack on automated cameras. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The automated yeah. things that you don't even know. And it's like, oh well, here's another ticket in the mail. You were going 31 in an automated 30. And you're going where, I where, can't where win what? Here. Yeah. Well, Not you know what's what? crazy? Like I this what you said there made me think about it. I was in Nashville over the summer with my wife, and we got a parking garage ticket. Uh, and we paid, you know, we had paid for it and everything, and yeah. we had the receipts for it, but they charged us saying that we didn't. And you know how you were talking about uh, a little while back how difficult it is to fight tickets in Chicago? Yeah. It was so easy to fight this <laughs> ticket in Nashville. I literally just gave the case number, told them what we did, and sent the receipt. And they said, okay, it's fine. Here's your money back. And I was like, oh, oh all right, wow. cool. No problems then. Nice. I've only gotten one ticket overturned in Chicago. And that was one where, you know, they have... You can either pay at the automated pay boxes. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can use the app. Yes. And so the parking app. And so I typically will pull out the app and enter the parking code number and then enter the time. Yeah. Well, I had one time where I got a ticket at like let's say it was 358. Okay, yeah. And I pulled out my like my receipt from my app and I had entered in my parking at exactly 358. Oh, that's yeah, so that's not- as oh, the person my. was writing me a ticket, I was simultaneously paying on the app and the timestamp was identical. Oh so my I was, goodness. <laughs> I was oh. able, I know what are the odds of that? For real. So I was able to get that one overturned. I was like, aha, <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong. I love Chicago, but it is an expensive city to live in for so many reasons. But the ticket situation, man, it's, help a sister out. 
It's, Thanks for it, helping us with the Christmas tender. cheer, yeah. though. So, so yeah. just walk down Michigan Avenue and know that I had a little small part to play in lighting up the city. That's cute. <laughs> Think of Allie and her family. <laughs> Think of us. Look at the tree. Speaking of trees, 12 Days of Christmas starts today. Our tree is up. The presents are wrapped. And in the 8 o'clock hour, we are going to be opening our first of 12 gifts. Two winners every single day. We're going to pull from the online names. So if you've not signed up there, just text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. Don't delay. Get signed up right away. Those first names are going to be drawn this morning. And then we'll have a call-in winner. So listen to your for your cue to call in. It will be sometime between 8.15 and 8.30. So if you are listening during that time, you won't miss it. But between 8.15 and 8.30, we'll cue you to call in. And then the fun starts around 8.40. We'll go live on Facebook, open a gift, and announce our winners. You're going to want to be here. Exciting times. December 1, it's like yes. it's getting real. It is the Christmas season. Coming up, I've been promising some big news out of Northwest Indiana. If you live in the Gary, Indiana area, you're going to want to hear about this, a new church plant that's going to be launching in January, this coming January, just a little over a month away. We're going to introduce you to the lead pastor. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We have a special guest joining us this morning. His name is Dexter Harris, Pastor Dexter Harris, with some big news out of Gary, Indiana. Give it to us. Yes, we got some big news to share. I'm excited. Uh, we are in the midst of planning a brand new church here in Gary, Indiana called Flourish Church. Okay, so tell us the backstory here. You, uh, the church formerly known as Bethel Church, the Gary, Indiana location. I know you're also uh, a recipient, a past recipient of our Bold Steps Award here at Moody Radio. How did this church plant come about? Yeah, so I've been pastoring uh, with Bethel for about eight years and desirous to uh, become a senior pastor. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, had an opportunity this year uh, with our senior leadership to plant something new uh, here in the city of Gary and take the uh, campus that I've been uh, pastoring for the past eight years and to plant five miles south from where we are now. A church just donated us a brand new building, wow. 20,000 square foot to uh, get this work off the ground. So tell us a little bit about uh, what are some of the unique challenges and opportunities that you see in Gary? I know you have a real heart for this community. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I've, uh, me and my wife and my family, we have a huge heart for the city, city of Gary. And I think some of the challenges we see, uh, you know, with Gary is low income families, things like food deserts and just job situations and things like that. People trying to get employed. And so our desire has been to really see uh, Gary, Indiana, the once vibrant city, uh, have a comeback. And I believe that uh, the Lord wants to do something with Gary, Indiana, for for His glory uh, to shine. And so uh, we believe that we have an opportunity to shine the light of Christ in a unique way. Some of the goals and dreams that we have um, is to see a strong community uh, being built here again, to see community events. In fact, we are in the process of doing the first winter wonderland here in the city of Gary. Families and the community can come out and enjoy 
hot chocolate and Christmas lights and things as such as that. So we're excited uh, to be a part to be a part of that. We also want to see home ownership and yes. uh, we want to see entrepreneurs come back into the city city of Gary. And so one of the things that uh, we plan to do is to start a business incubator, partnering with Habitat for Humanity to see some of these up and coming entrepreneurs get get housing right here um, in the city of Gary. And hence why we call the church Flourish Church is because we want to see Gary, Indiana flourish again. Yeah. Um, and we want God to get all of the glory. Cool. Yeah. Now you mentioned wanting to see Gary have a comeback. Uh, how vital is the role of a, of a church in not just people coming through the doors and hearing a good word, which is important. We want to see people uh, give their lives to the Lord. But the impact that a com- that a church can have in a community reaches far beyond the walls, right? A hundred percent. You know, I always, you know, my thought was always that problems are always portals to people. And those those lead to opportunities uh, to share the love of Christ through through good deeds and good works. And so we do want to have a far-reaching reach in the city of Gary through the various problems and situations and circumstances that we see. In fact, for the past six months, I've sat in these meetings with the mayor. He calls them listen and talk tours, where he goes okay. around and, and he listens to the community and hear, and they get a chance to voice their complaints. And so I sat about 20 hours listening to the community, hearing some of the heartbreak and some of the things Things that they long for. They want to see community. They they want to see uh, a grocery store where they can get, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. They want to see uh, beautiful neighborhoods. And so, you know, me and my team, we, we went and had an opportunity to get together and pray and say, Lord, what does it look like for a church to be more than a Sunday morning, more than its brand, to be bigger than just trying to fill up seats on Sunday mornings? And of course, we want, as you said, hear people. We want, we want, want people to to hear the gospel, but at the same time, we also want them to see how the gospel has impacted our lives. Yes, yes, so good. Now give us. We love stories here on the morning show. Give us a story of a of a life that you have seen transformed. You've been in ministry for eight years in that community. Uh, give us a sto- a success story. You know, in eight years, of course, we have seen the Lord work. One story that comes to mind is Lamont. Lamont is a current attender of our church. Lamont was incarcerated for um, about uh, five years. And when he uh, got out, the interesting thing is, is that he met a young lady uh, online. He was living up in uh, Milwaukee uh, and our church had been ministering in the Horace Mann community. Me and uh, some of the other members would would go and host block parties, and we would oftentimes uh, drop off Thanksgiving baskets and things like that. And that's how I got to know Sylvia. And so Sylvia and Lamont, to make a long story short, they ended up, you know, having a conversation. And Sylvia's like, you have to come check this church out. So I had an opportunity to uh, meet Lamont. Mm. um, And he was going through a very, you know, just difficult and hard time you know, in his life and trying to find community and find a place to to plug in and to be loved. And so he wanted to meet with me. And so I had a conversation, uh, sat down with uh, him and his soon-to-be wife. We did a couple things as a church. Uh, A, we hosted uh, and gave to their uh, wedding reception. In addition to that, we also, me and a group of the men at the church, took him out to uh, lunch and say, hey, man, we would love to be a friend to you and yeah. to love on you and your family. And uh, Lamont has found community with us. That's He's cool. also working at a business that I started in the city of Gary called DK Extreme Floor, where we detail cars and carpet. And, and, and that's part of, you know, what we want to provide as a church, a community, um, and also to see the needs and say that, man, we serve a great God who's Jehovah Jireh that yes. provides in unique ways when the church thinks outside of the box. 
And so uh, Lamont has been faithful. He's one of the one of our greatest servants in our church. That's awesome. Uh, You're hearing yeah. Dexter Harris, our guest this morning. He is soon to be the lead pastor of Flourish Church in Gary, Indiana, which will officially launch as a church plant in January of this coming year. Dexter, thanks for being with us this morning. It's been a joy to hear about what God's doing in Gary. Talking about Jesus and having fun while doing it. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. It's been a lot of fun kind of marching through this epic chapter of Isaiah. Let me give you some context to set it up. Isaiah, the prophet here, his name means Yahweh is salvation. He's prophesying to Judah and Jerusalem, and he's bringing charges against them really throughout the full, whole first part of the book of Isaiah. Uh, the children of Israel have really rebelled. They have turned against God. They are a pe- called a people without understanding. They're a sinful nation that's forsaken the Lord. And so they're continuing to kind of go through the motions, but the offerings and sacrifices, it's said that those are now offered in vain, and those are now an abomination to the Lord. Mm. One thing that you see consistent through Scripture is that the Lord really opposes things that are done outwardly that don't line up with what's going on in the heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we see that. Can you think of it offhand, any other examples of that in Scripture? Mm. I'm, I'm trying to think. There's the man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. That's yeah, absolutely. Sure. I think mm-hmm. of uh, the the Pharisee and the tax collector who went to go pray at the yes. temple, and mm-hmm. the Pharisee says, "Hey, God, thank you so much for not making me like him." And and then the the tax collector is there praying, and he's saying, "You know, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner." And and this the tax collector leaves more righteously because of the expression of not just going to the temple and praying, but praying what was in his heart. The Pharisee was praying pridefully. Right. So this idea of just putting on outwardly what's not not consistently happening on the inside is is distasteful to the Lord. And that's certainly what was happening here. So there was a haughtiness. uh, There was a lack of humility. And so Isaiah is prophesying destruction, that if the people don't turn and repent, then the Lord is going to use surrounding nations to bring judgment upon the people. And so that's the context that's going on here. And then Isaiah 9, there's this little glimmer of hope. And there are little glimmers where Isaiah will kind of break breakthrough with a pronouncement yeah. of something positive, but there's a lot of darkness. And so when he's basically saying that there's darkness, but light is coming. So I'm going to read a couple of more verses to kind of back up. This is Isaiah 9, starting at 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. So all of that, why is all of that true? Why will all of these things, these dark things now be lightened up? Or why will there be hope? Well, because of verse 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So let's talk about Everlasting Father. Now this one, I think of the three that I've really looked at so far, this was one of the more surprising ones to me. Why? Really? Well, yeah. 
Okay. Seems like more one of the more cut and dry. Right. And so the big thing here is this ti- this title of everlasting father can't be confused with God the Father. Okay. So, and I'm not going to get into trying to explain the Trinity. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yes, that's another that's show. Not, that's another day, another, another show, show yeah. with Carl here. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> but so this is this is not to be confused. This is talking about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Hmm. But this title of father really means king. He's huh. going to be king. And so everlasting father, but he's going to care for the people as a father would. Mm. Yeah. Isn't mm. that interesting? Yeah, it is. And it's kind of surprising. And it took me a little bit. I'm sitting at Starbucks last night, pouring over this, trying to to wrap my mind around how to distinguish between the two. Sure. Oh, wow. A okay. more literal way of saying yeah. it would maybe be a... An everlasting king who treats you like a father would? Yeah. But like, obviously, you know, that's a lot of words. Right. And so there, and and so as I was reading through some of the commentary notes, they gave some other examples of, of scripture, of the compassion, the benevolent protection that a, that a father provides. Hmm. Jonathan, can you pull up Psalm 103, 13? Yeah. Psalm 103, 13 says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So that's the kind of king that this Messiah will be one who has compassion, mm. one who is a protector and cares for the people. Mm. Uh, give me John 14, 18. Yeah, that one says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And so I, this, it, it is kind of cut and dry, but it, it's a new way of looking at this passage because the, with each of these titles, there's meaning behind it that when you really kind of lean into that, you can worship him, him in a different way. Mm-hmm. So yes, he... We have God the Father, and then there's this Messiah's coming who will care for the people as a father would, who will be the king. Yeah, you know, I was I was actually kind of thinking about this in some similarities today while I was driving into work. I was thinking about, you know, the forms of government that we have, and we don't have a king. And often the stories that we hear about previous kings, you know, like in Great Britain, uh, you know, were not great kings, they w- Very true. And so, of course, people who moved to America were like, no, we want to work as free people. We want to have the government be accountable to the people, uh, these types of things. But when you look at the heavenly kingdom, we have a king who does not hold himself accountable to the to the people in the same way that our government does. But we don't have to worry about that because mm. he is forever good, forever trustworthy. Yeah. And... And I really do think that that form of hierarchy is beautiful when you have the right king at the top. Mm. And knowing that we have a king who treats us like a father, a loving father, would his children, then I'm like, well, I have all the security I could ever need. Yeah. So the son of God is the king of Israel. That's kind of, I guess that's a good way of summing up. And then this everlasting, or in some translations, it might say eternal. So the Son of God is the creator of time, and he's the author of eternity. So everything he's always been is what he will always be. Hmm. There's another one to, that you, if you want to start <laughs> going in, in circles in your mind, going, yeah. what? How? He is the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, check it out today. Coming up, we are going to have a special guest with some good news for Northwest Indiana. We'll tell you about it. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? 
In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. You know, there's some gifts at Christmas time that just stand out in your mind. If you have a history of giving and receiving gifts, sometimes you forget what you've gotten from one year to the next and you have to think about it. But then every once in a while you get a gift from someone that so sticks out in your mind, so special or so memorable that you never forget it. I'd love to hear about a gift that you've gotten, a Christmas gift that you've gotten that really stands out in your mind. I'll open phone lines for this one, or you can text us either one. What's the most memorable gift you've ever received at Christmas time? 312-274-9624. Mine, I go back to, I was around nine or 10 years old, and I was one of four siblings. I had, there were three girls and a boy. And one year, like, for yeah. some context, we didn't watch a lot of TV growing up. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was kind of one of those kids who was, like like many people my age, I was sent outside to play more. I had siblings, so we did a lot of fun, creative stuff. So TV wasn't a big part of my early childhood. But there were a couple shows that we really liked, and one of them was Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Remember that old series yes. with Michael Landon and uh, who was the? Melissa Gilbert. Melissa Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And we would wait for that show, and we read some of the book series. And so it was one that we just treasured and loved. And so my mom, who was a wonderful seamstress, she spent this time at her sewing machine, hours spent sewing us Mm. bonnets. I think it's so beautiful. Bonnets, I know. (laughs) I do, my heart. So the three girls, we got matching bonnets just like the girls on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. And we unwrapped them on Christmas morning and we put on our little bonnets. And I know it sounds strange. We have three little mixed kids with this wild curly hair <laughs> and we put these bonnets on to be just like Laura and Mary on the oh. Little House on the Prairie. I want pictures. I still remember this gift. Uh, my brother was a baby and he was not into the show, so he didn't yeah. get one. But I-, I loved those bonnets. I felt like I was on the show. I love that In so all much. these years, that's still one of the most special gifts I've ever gotten. It's I, real. Absolutely. It's little right. red Your heart, I, when you tell the story, you even see it in your face. <laughs> and I, I, I love that. I just love it. I wish, do you know where that bonnet's at? I have no idea. I have to check mm. with my mom and see if she saved any of them. But I, yeah. I would love to get a hold of it because it was such a special time. Right. But tell us about a gift that you have received that still makes you smile. Maybe it goes back to childhood, maybe more recent. What is a memorable gift that you want to share today? 312-274-9624. Coming up, we've got a special guest. Plus, we'll see if Superdye and Young Thunder have any gifts they want to share. Would love to hear about that memorable Christmas gift that you received. Maybe as a child, maybe more recently. What's that gift for you? 312-274-9624. Super die. How far back do you have to go for your most memorable gift? I'd say I'd have to be maybe four years old. Oh, maybe. Wow. Yeah, yeah, little. But there was a show, Ray Rayner. A lot of Chicago Chicago's gonna know Ray Rayner, and he had a, a dog, Cuddly Dudley. Okay. Loved, loved Cuddly Dudley. Big surprise one Christmas, I got a full size Cuddly Dudley oh. for Christmas. Didn't know it was coming. I loved that thing. I mean, I took it everywhere, carried it everywhere, just loved, loved, loved it. But then we moved so much and things like that. 
it got destroyed and oh. and to this day I'm like, oh, I wish I had the Cuddly Dudley. It was oh, adorable. Oh, even the name sounds cute. It yes. does sound cute. What color was it? Was it a, what color was the dog? Cross between orange yellowish. Yeah. <laughs> but it was adorable. It kind of was after a, a cocker spaniel sort of look. Okay, yeah. You really couldn't quite pin it down yeah. for Cuddly Dudley, so, but that's kind of where it was going. He's a hodgepodge. You know, the little tongue family. was hanging out, but <laughs> oh. yeah, it, it was an adorable. And I again, it was a big surprise, and I loved, loved that thing. Oh, I would love to hear from you this morning. We are opening the phone lines. If you have a, a gift, a story about a gift you received that you want to share, love to hear it. 312-274-9624-9039. Their most memorable gift. They said at the time I had to pretend like I liked it. It was definitely oh no. memorable, though. <laughs> it was a phone purse. I was 13 years old. It was the mid-80s. My grandmother yes. gave it to me. Wow. And they sent a picture of it. So it's a it's a phone, but it's also a purse, and you could even play plug it into a phone jack and actually use it. I remember those. You do? Yes. What? Okay. It's so, got the receiver on top. Yes. Let me open this so up So it's a, a purse, but yeah, it's also there it is. a phone. There is it. You're right. <laughs> I mean. That's insane. <laughs> Mind blown right now. I didn't know this ever existed. So so memorable. In a, I had to pretend like I liked it, but I guess those things are worth quite a lot of money now. What's yeah. your gift story? You've got a memorable gift that you want to tell us about. 312-274-9624. And speaking of gifts, 12 Days of Christmas kicks off today in the 8 o'clock hour. You're going to want to be here. It's going to be on Facebook Live. Go to carlincrew.org and get signed up. Twelve Days of Christmas starts today. I'm so excited to go under the tree. Yes. Thanks. Super Die is going to be picking out a gift and opening it live on Yay. air and on Facebook Live in the 8 o'clock hour. You're going to want to be listening. I'm not going to tell you not to listen at any other time, but make sure you're listening between 8.15 and 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you a cue to call in. You're also going to have an opportunity to be an online winner if your name is in the hat. So go ahead and text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. Text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. We're getting a lot of love for Cuddly Dudley. Yeah, super die. I love you. it. You are not the only one who still remembers that cuddly Dudley dog that was handed out back in the day as yeah, a gift. I love this. Oh, super die. I loved that show, says Philip from Aurora. His favorite Thanks, gift was a wool sweater from Grandma. Oh, That's the one that he still remembers. Nah. He says, I was 15 years old and I Precious. still have it. What about you? What's that memorable gift that you want to share this morning? 312 274 9624. Willie from Chicago, thanks for calling in this morning. Tell me about that gift that you still remember. I remember I had sisters, three sisters old and one brother, but I remember that cuddly Dudley too. <laughs> but uh, I had a little red wagon. Oh. And I got up that morning and the little red wagon was turned upside down by the Christmas tree so they couldn't wrap it. But my brother that was older than me, I got up and put on all my clothes Say, I'll give you a ride in my little red wagon if you pull me first. Aww. You know, so I remember the little red wagon. I came from a family, or it was 11 of us. Wow. <laughs> so it was my year. I knew it was my year to get a brand new Christmas gift. <laughs> so cute. So, but I, I really enjoy your program. And I, I'm, a, I'm a great listener. This is the second time that I called in in about two years. 
but I, 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 re- I really enjoyed the program. Willie, thank you so much. Appreciate really? the call this yeah. morning. And only two times in the last year. You got to increase the frequency, my yeah. brother. We want to oh, hear from right? you more. I love he said it was, I knew it was my year. <laughs> you know, right. when there's 11 siblings, you probably do have to wait a year or two for your turn to come around. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's difficult, yeah. What is that memorable Christmas gift? 312-274-9624. So this time of year, can start to feel really busy with the gifts that you need to buy and wrap and the parties to attend. And then there's the class Christmas thing for your grandkid or your kid that you need to show up at. And all of a sudden, the calendar feels really full. And instead of feeling joy and awe and wonder, you start to feel stressed and busy and hectic. How do you avoid that this time of year? Coming up, special guest Asherita Chuchu with some great ideas for keeping the big thing, the big thing this Christmas season. It's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We have a special guest joining us this morning. Her name is Asherita Chuchu. She's a best-selling author, national speaker, host of the Prayers of Rest podcast. We're going to be featuring a, a few books this morning. Asherita, you capture something in your Unwrapping the Names of Jesus book that I think many people can relate to. This time of year can start to feel not so wonderful. It doesn't feel like the most wonderful time of year. It can feel like the most hectic, busy, stressful You've been there. Tell us first kind of your story, your experience feeling this. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, for years, it was the most stressful time of year uh, for me. I grew up as a missionary kid in Romania and um, just I I love that we had so many opportunities to reach out in this Christmas season. So many people are open to hearing the good news of Jesus during this time. But there were just so many events and um, plays and musicals and (laughs) church outreach things on top of all the family traditions uh, that it just made my little introvert heart self as a child, just so overwhelmed with all the things. Um, And you don't have to be a missionary to feel this. I think all of us go into the Christmas season with high hopes and expectations. And I think especially after the last two years that we've had, there might be a sense of wanting to recuperate what's been lost, kind Mm -hmm. of make up for lost time. There are so many wonderful things we can be doing. But at one point, all the wonderful starts getting overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to a friend just last week who said, you know, I was trying to be at the mall, finish my shopping, and it was so stressful that I found myself thinking, I can't wait for this to be over. Uh, and yeah. we get to that point of overwhelm. Yeah, and then I think there's also that pressure. I know, and this is going to sound silly, but I get these, I get these Christmas cards in the mail, oh. which I love and I think are awesome. But then I also get this feeling of, well, you know, we haven't taken a matching pajama picture for to share lately. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have the buffalo check and the, and the happy faces and I don't have a Christmas card or or my tree doesn't look that great. Or this week, my I don't have the outside of our home decorated. So I think there's also this feeling of of pressure of wanting to have this this happy Christmas vibe that it seems like everybody else has. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, social media, I think, has just compounded this in the past few years where, you know, we have these Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook posts that are roundups of 25 activities you can be doing this Advent season with your family or, you know, 25 <laughs> books you can be reading. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's it's so much. And I think in the midst of all of it, I mean, 
all of it can be fun and mm-hmm. good. You know, the twinkling lights and the baking cookies and decorating and all the things. But truly, Ali, I feel like all these things are the wrapping paper around the gift. Yes. <laughs> the, the gift of Christmas is Jesus Christ himself. His mm-hmm. presence to us is the greatest present. And when my youngest son was a toddler, he got this gift that he had been wanting for a long time. It's this John Deere tractor pedal thing. And we all pitched in to get it for him. And when he unwrapped it, he was two. When he unwrapped it, he was more taken with a wrapping paper <laughs> than the actual gift. That happens. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's it's silly and fun with a kid, but I think sometimes we do that. We get more wrapped up in in the glitz and glam of Christmas and in the wrapping paper per se than the gift of Christmas, mm-hmm. the, the presence of Jesus. And so that's where we can we have an invitation to turn our hearts, to quiet our calendar, to create space to be with Him. Yeah. Now, what did you discover as you started to kind of prepare for, you You wrote a, a, an Advent devotional. Uh, what did you discover? Were you someone who had who had done an Advent, uh, observed Advent over the years, or was it new to you? Yeah, Advent was new to me. It, it wasn't something that we did growing up. And what I discovered is that it's actually not a tradition that belongs to any one particular church denomination. <laughs> it, it's been practiced for um, almost 1,800 years, wow. close to the beginning of the, the early church, the season of preparing our hearts. Advent means coming. Um, and, and so these four weeks leading up to Christmas are meant to help us prepare our hearts to celebrate the coming of Jesus, yes, first as a baby in a manger, but there's this beautiful dual meaning to Advent because it's also meant to help us prepare our hearts for his second coming as well. Just as the faithful Israelites were waiting for the Messiah to come in in that 400 year silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament, that anticipation any day now, any day now, Mm. the Messiah will come. So we as the bride of Christ get to wait for his second coming and advent provides a period in our busy calendar year to quiet down to have this time of reflection and preparation to celebrate his coming mm. so how do we do that practically coming up let's talk about it you're going this sounds like exactly what my family needs more with asherita choo-choo plus some resources coming up hang out with the team after the show just follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Curl and Crew Mornings. We've got Asherita Chuchu with us this morning, national speaker, writer, blogger. We're talking about an Advent uh, devotional uh, that she put out. Unwrapping the names of Jesus is also a kid's version. I'll tell you where to find it. But first, for busy families, how can you even begin to start to practice Advent or some form of it to really prepare your hearts as a family for Christmas? Sure. So what I'm not saying is add yet another thing to your list. Yes. Okay. So hear me first. This doesn't have to be like shoehorned into a busy season. Um, I I think where we need to start is actually quieting our season first. Um, And it's okay to say no. So one of the things we do as a family is we each get to pick one activity we want to do in the month of December. And then we're okay passing on some of the other things Mm. to create some quiet space, to create opportunities for us to just be home together around the tree or around the fireplace. Um, I think it starts with quieting our schedules, but it it can be as simple as just 
three or four minutes around the breakfast table or as you tuck in your children at night, or if you don't have children in your home, it might be as you grab your coffee in the morning, taking a few minutes to meditate on who Jesus is and why his birth is so miraculous. So for me, that looked like studying a different name of Jesus every day of Advent leading up to Christmas morning. And when I did that the very first time, my daughter was one and I just did it for myself Mm. because like I said, I grew up as a missionary kid. I was a bit of a Grinch as an adult. (laughs) I was like, let's just be done with all the hoopla. Uh, This is supposed to be about Jesus and I'm not seeing it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see it in my own heart either. And so that's where this began for me was a prayer that God would restore to me the joy of Christmas. And by studying a different name of Jesus every day, it was like unwrapping a gift, unwrapping a part of Jesus' identity, who he offers himself to us, the Prince of Peace, the Good Shepherd, the Lion of Judah, Emmanuel, God with us. Each of those names has such rich meaning. Uh, it's, it's a gift of his own presence to us. So for us this year is actually, Ali, this is my like public confession here. It's my first time actually doing Unwrapping the Names of Jesus with my kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been doing it by myself, um, but, but this is our first time doing it as a family in a very structured way. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been pushing bedtime a half hour later gathering them in our bedroom. I read one of the short devotions um, and we talk about it. I ask them questions. Um, What do you think resurrection and the life means? And then we read that passage from the, the Advent devotional and just back and forth sharing with them this wonder and discovery, processing it together as a family. It has been such a gift, even just these last few days as a family to do that together um, before we tuck them into bed. So it doesn't have to be a half hour. It just so happens that my kids like to postpone bedtime by asking (laughs) all the great questions. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it could just be three or four minutes in the morning, like I said, or, you know, in the school drop-off line, um, or connect this to something you're already doing and you'll be more likely to stick with it. That's how Bible habits work. Yeah. Um, and I think this can be such a beautiful season to grow in wonder and awe of who Jesus is. Mm. What have you seen this do in your own relationship with Jesus? I know you're, you're doing this for the first time with your kids, but as you've done this personally over the years, how have you seen this transform, not just this time of year, but your ongoing relationship with the Lord? You know, I find in myself a tendency to hyper-focus on certain aspects of who Jesus is, depending on the season, and and that's all right. But studying these different names of Jesus confronts me with just the richness of his character. You know, I I might have forgotten his fierceness and strength as the Lion of Judah because I've been focusing instead on his gentle and lowly heart as the Good Shepherd. Mm. Or, you know, I might think of his his power as the king of kings. And and that brings comfort when, when I take time to read that Jesus is in control. He's on his throne. Like these political realities don't surprise him. Yeah. And, and so that brings peace to my heart. As I read the headlines, I'm reminded, oh, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. If, if I'm struggling in an area of my life, the assurance that he is the great high priest 
um, invites me to come before the throne of grace with boldness, to confess my sins, to receive mercy and help. So studying these different names in my own life in, in the December season kind of reorients me to the wholeness, the beauty of the whole gospel of Jesus, his, his whole personhood, not just cherry picking uh, here and there. And, and I love going into the new year, having kind of refreshed my heart with the wonder and awe of, of all of who Jesus is by studying his different names. Asherita Chuchu, our guest this morning. Lots of resources I want to point you to, two in particular, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. That's the Advent devotional she was talking about. And there's also a kids version, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids. You can go to moodybooks.org, moodybooks.org. Asherita just happens to be the featured author right now, so she's going to be a front and center when you go to moodybooks.org. Asherita, thank you for being with us this morning. It's been a real joy. Allie, thank you so much for having me, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. You as well. Unwrapping a gift is such a special tradition, such a special part of this time of year. You know, in a cool way, it symbolizes the free gift of salvation when you think about it like that. Yeah. And gifts are a wonderful way of expressing love for one another. There are some yeah. gifts over the years that stand out. And that's what I want to hear from you this morning. If you have a gift, Super Die shared that the Cuddly Dudley. Cuddly Dudley from Ray Dudley yes. Dog that she got when she was four years old was the gift that she still remembers. What is it for you, that most memorable Christmas gift you ever received? 312-274-9624. Young Thunder, yours is uh, a unique one. It is. Now, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to remember what did I get for my birthday, what did I get for Christmas, because they're kind of close together. But this one, there was no doubt it was on Christmas because I remember it so clearly. My grandmother got me and my brothers an ice rink. Okay. Ice ring? How do you get somebody an ice ring? Yeah. Well, it was it wasn't like what you would see at the United Center with okay. the glass plates and everything. No, yeah. it was it was a portable ice rink, but they they sold them in these big boxes. We had this big side yard that was probably the length of half a football field or okay. so. And so it was PVC pipe that would make the border and then it was tarp and you would fill it with water. And then it would let it freeze over oh, when the cold right, weather got right. there. And then you could ice skate. And it was it was about <laughs> a 50-yard ice rink that we could play hockey on oh, and skate wow. around. And, oh, it was so great. The neighborhood kids would come and we would play hockey together. It was awesome. That is really oh, cool. Fun. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I didn't even know they made that kind of thing. No, I've never <laughs> even heard of such no. a thing. And I haven't ever heard of one since, but it was, it was one of the best Christmas presents any of us ever got. And it was, oh. it was a shared one. We all got it together and it was a great way to spend time with the brothers. And you got oh, to enjoy neat. it for, for, a, a, got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Years. A Years. lot of times you give a kid a toy and they're like, oh, this is great. And then an hour later. Yeah. It's moved to the side of the room, never to be touched again. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, no, this was Christmas after Christmas, pulling the ice rink out until one of us was a little overzealous and got on it before the water froze and cut the tarp. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you should have stopped it before there. I had had this warm, fuzzy feeling, and now it's womp, womp, womp. (laughs) 
<laughs> what is that Christmas gift that you received that you still remember? Give us a call, 312-274-9624. Don't forget, 12 Days of Christmas starts in this next hour. So text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. Use that same number to tell us about your favorite gift. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Some gifts stick with you. Maybe even long after you no longer have them, but that memory of that gift you received that one Christmas. What is it? 312-274-9624. Good morning. This is Carl and Crew. I'm Allie. Love to hear from you and that special gift. Carrie, let's start with you from Buffalo Grove. What was that gift that you still remember all these years later? Good morning, crew. Love you guys. Um So when I was like 10, I started taking horseback riding lessons and the more I rode, the more I started showing and I was in competitive um, shows and it was time to to get a horse. That was just the general progression. And back when I rode as a kid, it wasn't as extravagant as people think it is today. It was way more, way more affordable. (laughs) And um, I just begged my parents over and over and over and they kept saying no and no and no and Christmas morning came around when I was 12 and um, I have two brothers, older brothers, and we would always stack our gifts and make sure we all had an equal amount of gifts. Oh yes. And after we all opened them, obviously there wasn't a horse under the tree. And when we were getting ready to leave for uh, breakfast, um, I was sad, obviously. And my mom and dad stopped me and they said, wait, 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 there's a a letter here for you, Carrie. Wait, there's something here. You got to read this letter. Actually, it was a telegram that tells you how old I am. And um, (laughs) when we opened the telegram, it said, Carrie, um, Annie, that was the name of the horse. Annie was too big to fit down the chimney, so she's waiting for you at the barn. (gasps) And it was, yeah, you can't, I will never, and my parents are no longer around, so Mm -hmm. it's just one of those Christmases. But what's really funny is both my brothers were like, what the, wait a second, (laughs) why does she get a horse? And my mom and dad said, well, she didn't need braces, and the two of you did. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, you got no. a horse. Oh, Carrie, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Little festive jingle bells. We are officially on Facebook Live. If you are watching, you got a little fun preview of Super Die doing some choreography. Yeah, speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, are you sure that it wasn't Super Die singing that song? That's I just looked me, at her Allie. in the mic. It looked like her. <laughs> 12 Days of Christmas. Let's get that Woo! theme going. We have our call-in winner, and we have an online winner. We're ready to go under the tree. Super Die is ready to unwrap a gift for call-in winner Sharon Woo! from Bristol. Yes. Congratulations, Sharon. You are our Thank first you. winner for 12 Days of Christmas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so you want to give some instructions to Super Die. Super Die, what would ask? There a color, uh, ornament tree, uh, something that has a, a block pattern on it. Any preference there, Sharon? Or just go for it. Just go for it. Just go for it? <laughs> okay. okay. Just go for it. Super Die's um, going under the tree. Let's see. Okay, so she's got a a, a, a double-wrapped gift. It's really pretty. It's actually two boxes, and there's a nice, pretty bow. 
This is so exciting. Okay, okay. we have deer on these, and here we go. It's got red and green and buffalo check print reindeer gift wrapping. Man, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. I can open the first gift. Okay, Okay. well, we've got a box. We've got a box. I don't want to open open the box. Do I? Oh, here we go. I'm getting there. Oh, cool. Oh okay. boy! All right. Oh, I, okay. I, I'm here. gonna I'm gonna wait till both gifts are yes. open, Sharon. Until I t- okay, because I think well, they go together. Yes. Your first one's open. Second one is <gasps> yes. The suspense. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Let yes. me describe. This is a gift pack, Sharon. Oh. You have our winter warm up gift pack, which means you have a pair. Oh, nope. That's not the right one. She's got the little no. drummer boy. The gift little pack. drummer boy. Oh, little drummer boy. I'm so sorry. I didn't give it. Did I give away any of <laughs> no, gifts? No, you I did. I just gave away. A th- I'm you showing didn't. Allie. Okay. You have, I have a list here if you're on Facebook. I got, I got the, the list here. The yes. Boy. So I want to make sure I get this right. Little drummer boy gift pack. This is a massage gun that you can use. It's got 10 speeds, 15 massage heads to soothe those aching muscles. And then oh, once, awesome. once you're soothed, <laughs> right? you can stay hydrated with a 20 ounce Hydro Flask Wide Mouth Flex Cap Bottle. So those two go. Oh, it's so our little cool. drummer boy gift pack. Yes. So oh, not only you. is Sharon from Bristol winning this, who's our online winner today? Our online winner is Kathy from Desplaines. Kathy from Congratulations, Desplaines. Kathy if you're from watching Desplaines. on Facebook, congratulations. <laughs> two Merry winners. Christmas, you two. Every day. This is 12 days of Christmas. We're going to be doing this every day. Until what, December 16th? The end of yes. time. No, just kidding. Weekdays, by the way. <laughs> it's weekdays. Yeah, we don't come in here outside. Every, so until December 16th. 12 days of Christmas. Text the word Christmas to make sure you can join in on the fun. Christmas to 312 274 9624. Same time tomorrow, we will open another gift. Oh, man. Love Yay, that music. Merry Christmas. Man. Merry Christmas, everybody. Sweet. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.